Welcome to Ali Talks, the platform for podcasts and videos to explore spirituality in your daily life. Simple and easy. Join the movement and go to ali.vision. Hello and welcome to our podcast, The Blossoming Unity. We are Dennis and Nicole, and we are here to introduce you into the conversation about different spiritual perceptions techniques and methodologies in order for you to have inspiration for your day-to-day life. Hello, hello, and welcome. Hello, everyone. So good to have you back. Thank you for listening to us every week, some of you. Um, yeah, it's the, the last or the second last podcast of the year. We haven't figured that one out yet. <laughs> oh, we've already gotten, what, 16 of them done? We've yeah. already had 16 podcasts, 16 episodes? Yes. And there, I think there, there's a lot, of, a lot of knowledge in there. Like Bettina, um, my business partner, she, she went through all of them and she cut some pieces out. So, and there are many of them. So it's very, it's very rich in knowledge, I guess. <laughs> So if you want to go back, it's like our podcast, the cool thing is you can listen to them at any time. And because they're, they're timeless, they, they will um, give you what you need, whatever you need it. Like we, we, we did them in 2021, but when it's like 2025 and you're listening to it, uh, good for you. Welcome. So time is like very interesting, interesting concept. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's uh, when I see time, I just think of time as like a process of like a cycle, mm. not uh, digital, as a process. It's like uh, when you plant a seed, it doesn't grow just like that. You don't have a even though the flower is already there, it still takes process for it to blossom, it takes time, true very true for me time is like there's this very literal concept about time like the the hours and the clocks and the minutes and the seconds and it's really interesting because um people like i get that a lot that question like how do you do that how do you produce so much content and produce so much things or do so much work in this seven day week like how how do you guys do that like especially when it comes to ali or ali vision my ali like how do we do that and it's interesting like when i i i thought about that a lot when i was younger when I was traveling, for example, let's say um, I was 22 and I traveled to Southeast Asia. So I was in Thailand and I, uh, I, uh, we landed in Thailand and then we were like four weeks traveling through Thailand, but that felt like a six month holiday. And it's, it's very, very interesting that for me, the, the the perception of time is in different longitude and latitudes of planet Earth feels very different. Time is at certain places slower and at certain places much faster. Mm. Did you notice the time when you were on holiday? Yeah. 
So do you think that possibly what was happening is because you had left what you were used to being around time seems slower because you were more present? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's at the time, I didn't understand that. At the time, I just understood that when I was traveling, for example, to Miami, time would go much faster than I, when I was in Dubai. And time in Dubai would, was slower than in Switzerland and in Miami, but even faster than in Thailand. So I, I figured mm. out that different, like for me in, in my perception, different places in the world have different time fastness. Is that even a word? Oh yeah, there's definitely, definitely different energies and energy yeah. like densities. Yeah. And I mean, Nowadays, I can explain to myself at least uh, what happens. And you can also like work with time here. Like, I don't know if you ever had that, but you were running to, to get to catch a train. Do, do you even do trains in, in the state? No, you don't do trains. No. Uh, the, uh, it's <laughs> there are, there's probably, I think there might be some places that do. They're, they're, they're more up in the air. There are some major cities that do trains. Yeah at least uh, like new york or subways mm. something like that yeah. yeah i mean in europe we do a lot of trains and buses like like public transport is huge everybody does it so like sometimes i was kind of late-ish to get to to catch my train and i was talking to time and i was like oh can you please can you please go slower i need to get there i need to catch that train so please make that i arrive at the train station at 7 18 in the morning was just random something and but very interesting enough that always worked always you can stop time but then at another point in the day it goes faster it's like catching up like i don't know if you've ever experienced that but i did that like all the time like as some people talk to the weather, my mom, for example, when she needs to walk her dog and it's raining, she's talking to the weather and she's like, give me that window of 30 minutes with no rain. And then it's working like, <laughs> and I think it's really, I know it sounds a little bit woo woo and like, not really. Yeah, it sounds strange, but that's what I experienced. <laughs> unapologetically <laughs> well i love it i love it so before me and nicole got on here we were actually talking about um this uh this beautiful uh awakening concept for those of you who are listening and going through your awakening and you know, you get into the question, like, who am I? And you may have some things that you're still identified with that you're not. So pay attention to what you say to yourself as of, we'll say little affirmations, even though they're not meant to be affirmations, they still are, you know, say you're going through a heartache and you say, I am heartbroken. Now, what actually is happening there, and I, it can, and even when say, um, I feel pain. So what's actually happening there is you're deriving the I from heartbreak. So from pain. So you're not actually experiencing the I, you're experiencing the I through the pain, but the I isn't the pain. It's 
the awareness of. Now, what can happen here is deeply in the subconscious and uh, your could be evolutionary memory, genetic memory. There's lots of memories. If you start witnessing what it is that you hear, now what is the I saying? So if, it's, if the I says, I am heartbroken, the I is telling you what the identification is coming from. Now, this is a great part of shadow work as well, because if you go around saying, I am never enough, I am this, I am that. So it gives you points where the identification is coming from and where the sense of I is being derived from. So you're able to recognize and generate space and know that, that, that you aren't that. So you aren't the pain, you aren't the heartache, but the I is being derived from it. You're only experiencing the I through that. It also goes by with the body. You only know the body through the sensations of the body. You only know the breath through the sensation of the breath. Now, it's not sensation. It's not these labels that we use. It's not the secondary thing. The true truth of it is when you start going within past the sensations and finding the truth there, past it all, past the I am this, I am that, I am this, I am that, past all of that, all of it. Maybe to put it in other works or in additional works, um, I think what we can say to to the the identification with with everything that is is <clears throat> you are neither your body, you are neither your breath, you are not your sickness or disease, you are not what you think, you are not what you feel, but the one that is perceiving what is coming and going and it's it's a, like as many of you might already know um, when i was 16 i had a huge back operation and um i have some vertebrae fixed and like yeah so in that time from like 12 until like 33 i was in pain every day like every single day i was in deep deep pain physical pain and i always talked to my body I, I i was talking to my stomach or my back and i was always like you know then i was at home at my parents house, and i was like talking like i touched my i touched my tummy belly and i was like oh you're not feeling good today like what's what's up like what is, what is going on with you and so i started to talk to my body as if it's a, a another entity which it basically is <laughs> it it is not you so um and the the more you understand that on a visceral level because everything we experience as a human being it, we experience over our nervous system 
without your nervous system and without your nervous system shooting information to, towards your brain, um, you won't have any type of reality. There would be nothing as a human. All you, like everything you think is a reality is only the information that your nervous system is able to give your brain in order to create emotion, to create thought, to create sensation, to create anything. Which Even, is all a chemical reaction. Which is all a chemical reaction. And so um, what's really important to understand in this teaching, and this is like, I mean, this is the, the key teaching of all spiritual awakening, what is then is presenting to you right now here. In this key teaching, in the moment, this is, at first, for me at least, it was a concept. Like, but when people told me, like, you are not what you think, you, you are not what you feel. And I mean, there is physical pain, heartache, like, you name it, like, happiness, sadness, uh, rage, anger, whatever it is that you're feeling, you are not that. This is just a, a sensation, a, a hormonal um, a secreting of one of your glandular systems. Um, in your body concerning what the body is getting in as information from your nervous system. So this is all very technical. So um, for me, it, it really changed when I understood this, this truth on a visceral level. That's why we always say uh, meditation is so important because when you're meditating, the only time that you are allowed to start to very slowly understand that the perception of you and the perception of your emotions and your thoughts and your physical body even and your reality in the outside world your, your relationships to anything is just the perception that you're able to have from your belief system behavior patterns how you were brought up your ancestral line in your dna your soul's karma and this is all like layering some it's like when you're going to to a, a, a guy with the which are you're doing glasses and they're they're putting those different things in front of your eyes to see if you're seeing better or worse with those and it's like a layering of of reality angling things which are like in your brain so what meditation does is it brings you when you're closing your eyes and it brings you back within what you're not, what we, what you're experiencing then is you're just like experiencing your presence within and that takes time because in the beginning your thoughts are loud in the beginning your your emotions are still there in the beginning you that's why Dennis is doing those breath exercises because the, when you're taking the focus away of all that is and close your eyes and just breathe, what you do with that is you're taking away the focus of everything but this one thing and that calms everything down. So that's, what, that's why he's doing that with you. So the perception of reality is and this is like when you get this, when this teaching this is actually all you need to understand and everything you experience is a relationship whether it's the relationship to your physical body to the book in front of you to the computer to your earphones to your hair to 
other people, it doesn't matter everything, even your work. If you hate your work, you have, an, you have a relationship with your work, which is dysfunctional. So everything you experience is an experience of you being in, to relay with something in the outside world in order to perceive your belief system, your behavior patterns, everything that you hold within. So you can start to work on that. It was, uh, when you said, uh, when you close your eyes to all that is, instantly it was, when you close your eyes to all that is, you open your eye to all that is. Yeah. The single eye. I think one of the greatest things is when you say, who is the I? Forget the am and all the stuff that goes behind it. Just that simple question, who is I? I. What are you left with when you get rid of the am and you get rid of everything else? You're just left with the I. Who's that? Who's that? Who, what? There is this beautiful meditation, um, which, which says when you're closing your eyes and you're going within, and when we could agree on that you are not your body, like if you are not your body, and if you are not your thoughts, and if you are not your emotions, you're not the sickness, the memories, the disease, you're not your relationships, you're not, can the, the, that, that which remains, can that be born? or can it die? Mm. And when you understand that that which perceives can neither be born, nor can it die, then you are at the I, which is not even an I. <laughs> it like got to the point where it was like, if you can see it, it's not you yeah if you can see it it's not you no and see goes with you know not just eyes but everything that you experience through the sensory perceptions if you see it it's not you (laughs) and if it can die it's not you either Mm. if it can be born it's not you either for me, that was when I, the, the whole teaching, I only understood the teaching I, in the moment I viscerally understood that the, the one that I am cannot die, nor can it be born. That was the teaching for me that changed all relationships that I'm having to everything and anything on this whole planet. When you understand that no matter what you do, you cannot die. 
that which you are is not dying. It's impossible and it cannot be born. It always can, has it, been, always it, will be. Yes, it cannot get sick. It cannot be hurt. That which you are is just perceiving all that coming and going. Like Moji Baba, oh, Moji Baba was my first teacher. I, I listened to his meditations every night like over years i just played it on youtube every night and he said he always said like your thoughts are like waves on an ocean and your emotions are like a, a wave on a on a big ocean but the one you are is the ocean and it took me forever like you know as a picture in my brain i could understand that like i could understand when it, when he said that i was like oh yeah i am the ocean and my thought is a, a wave and my emotion is a wave and my relationships are waves and sometimes you're like uh, in north scotland at a brick wall and the waves are like splashing on you're in the middle of a storm and sometimes you're on the maladives and it's peace on earth and all of that happens simultaneously at the same time in the same ocean and it's this is like when when i speak in uh, about the subconscious beliefs the subconscious landscape that you're in are you in your subconscious landscape rather in a stormy um very harsh reality or are you rather in a uh, more of the maladives peace and love and earth beach reality right where like the dolphins are jumping and some turtles are flying by you know but it's all the same ocean it's and he brought that up and i was like okay when i when i was very emotional or i had a heartache i i did the school of heartaches like i did I'm a professor of heartaches. I know exactly what you're going through. <laughs> um, then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm the ocean. I'm the ocean. I'm not the wave. I'm not the wave. But I, viscerally, I didn't understand it. Like on a, on, a, on a visceral level, I had no clue what the fuck he was talking about. But mm. then when, when the, the, you, the one you are cannot be born or cannot die. For me, that was the sentence. There's a space within, I don't know where it's located. I don't try to locate it. I just know it's there because I've been it. I am it. It's, you can't really put it into words, but it's complete stillness. And everything else around it vibrates from it. Like those are the waves, like all of it's the wave, like the subconscious is a wave, like all of it, it's all waves, <laughs> everything. Everything is sound. All waves. And all waves, everything has a sound. Everything is energy and everything vibrates in a certain kind of uh, wave. But this vibration is sound. We cannot hear it with the human ear. 
but maybe dogs can or other animals they have other they have other sensory systems maybe you cannot hear it at all but still it's a wave every thought is a wave every emotion is a wave so what you're emanating is your waves and this is how you attract your reality by the way as well you're attracting your outside world reality your relationships your stresses your whatever in that that is coming from the waves you're sending out consciously but mostly subconsciously so the crazy thing is when uh when you don't understand it and you're attaching your identity so when your intelligence not the intellectual intelligence okay we'll use consciousness when your consciousness is attached to your identity to your false sense of self so that identity could also be tied in with many different things it could be the heartache it could be this it could be that it could be that 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 that, 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 that all under the under the sea you're identified with all that and your consciousness is completely identified with that that means your creation the source of creation is now derived within that as well so you're manifesting from that identity and you'll only manifest from that identity so if your identity is derived from heartbreak you will only attract heartbreak over and over and over again until you finally realize i am not the heartbreak now you can realize it subtly and you can realize it really chaotically it's up to you ultimately it's your decision getting back into the body is probably if not one of the most important things that you could possibly do deriving um well pulling and bringing back into the body experiencing your presence within the body the sensations the energy sensation within the hands within the arms within the feet within the legs feeling it and really embracing your presence within the entire body and that pulls the consciousness from the mind and puts it back into the body you will the awareness of it and it allows you to experience your presence and it's <clears throat> my my problem with this with this teaching what that does is people start to to uh, they start to realize they're not their bodies and then they're starting to ignore their body this is not the idea of the whole game sweet people <laughs> the idea of understanding that you're not your body is understanding that it's a communication tool for your spiritual growth the, your body is like a, a bunch of cells you can think of it like iCloud like a storage iCloud place and in your body like your your memories are stored in your body but not only yours your whole through your dna is your whole ancestral lines are stored in your body and also your body is having portals to um to energy uh, places which you cannot even think of so the whole deal with the body is you can take your body you and your body go for example to egypt to the pyramids and because those are energetic places the, there, there are certain places in your body which get activated through that and through that activation you get certain kind of energies within your reality so you can have a new different reality that you can perceive let's let's take a very simple ex explanation let's say you're someone that always has back pain or migraines or 
any, you know, pain type of thing. When you're someone like that, your pain wants to tell you something. So you are not the pain. You are not your body. But your pain is coming and he wants to tell you something. He's like, excuse me, um, hello, we're still having this little issue there. And I would love to show you something which I have stored in your body and you don't need that anymore. It's taking too much space in your work RAM. I don't know, when, when we're taking the computer analogy, it's like the cache, the, the work um, force in your computer. And your body is like, um, pardon, but I have uh, this issue. Uh, so I'm making you a headache every two days. And then you, uh, what you can do is you can, in meditation, you go to the worst moment of this headache and you ask your body, okay, what would you like to show me? Like, where do I feel the headache the most? Oh, okay, it's here in the back of my head. All right, do I hear anything? Yes, I hear yelling, uh, a man's yelling voice. Ah, very interesting. Do I smell anything? Yeah, it smells like in my mom's house back in the days when I was eight. Do I taste anything? No. Do I have pictures or a movie coming up? Yes. It's my stepfather yelling at my mom in the house when I was eight. And that wants to be seen. And that means when you were eight, at the time your stepfather was yelling at your mom, what happened then is your nervous system was not capable of having all the information that was coming in transformed into a subconscious or the unconscious. So it's, it's still stored on your physical body. And that, this is how you get rid of those, those memories and those, those triggers, those traumas. And that's why trauma work or shadow work or you name it. I mean, they call it nowadays, they call it like everything. And, but this is such an important work, but because your body wants to tell you something and that this is the game. Your body is your vessel of, of, of resonance, how you can perceive reality. And when you have that gone, you, there won't be no headache anymore. This is the whole game plan of human existence. The human existence, your body is your vessel. So you have, you need a, a, a vessel of resonance in order to perceive yourself as not being the body so yeah it's a very important teaching one of the most important for me i think yes <laughs> i love that yes <laughs> so the, the all those old all those amazing teachers like eckhart tolle baba moji like all of them they're stopping at the place where they're saying um, you are not your body, which is true, but there is a reason why you incarnated in one. <laughs> it's not just like, it might be that you just need to experience that you're not your body and not your thoughts and not your emotions, but they're like, why would you even be in a body if it's not the, like, why would you have one? That's like, a vessel could, to walk upon this earth. It's a vessel. And this vessel is in communication with you. So the you are cosmos. The, yes, and the cosmos. And that's like all the mystics, like the tarots and the astrology and the, the, like all those mystical um, um, teachings, all those old ancient wisdoms, like also all, all the yoga teachings. What they do is they explain you, okay, you are not your body, but your vessel needs to be aligned with the grid of Mother Earth. 
as well as the planets. And then you perceive reality in a different kind of quality on planet Earth. So you can create heaven on Earth when you're starting to work with your body. And this is the reason why Dennis and I, like, we're, I know we're boring, but we're always saying, like, do your meditation, start some yoga, do a daily practice. Because when you do that on a daily, when you're aligning your body on a daily basis with the cosmos as well with the grid of mother earth and you're having a connection you're having a relationship with your body when you're like oh honey you're my vessel i love you like you're cool like this is really the, the thing thank you very much for doing this for me then you have a completely different altered higher vibrational um relationship to yourself to the thing you call yourself the body and then your thoughts can be different and your your perception of reality is different. So Muji and Eckhart actually have a different way of trying to explain that you're not the body in more of a subtle, simple way. Yeah. So rather than giving the explanation, um, kind of how like mix, mystics do, um, they tell you to do present moment inner body practice so you are getting back into the body with your presence so you're becoming aware of the body in a different way you're not your body you're not your mind but you're able to be present with both so the whole point of it is just becoming extremely present here and now so you can have the perception to be able to see the future and see the past in a different light and not have it be derived in an imaginary state where you can set goals and have the, the momentum to allow things into fruition by being present as you're going along the journey and being able to look at the past in a different way as well. So you can take the proper steps and being able to have a clear mind. Now that's the, that's the biggest thing is when you say, you're focusing too much on the future, you're focusing too much on the past. In the beginning, yes, because you're only seeing those, you haven't experienced the present. When you experience the present, then you're able to use the mind as the beautiful tool, the divine tool that it is. Right now, it's controlling you rather than the other way around. You only have two jobs, control this body, control this mind. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And Sadhguru really says it nicely. I love Sadhguru's teaching about the mind. He said the, the mind is like a knife. Mm -hmm. And the question is who's holding it? <laughs> like, are you the one holding the knife and controlling it? Or is the knife controlling you? <laughs> and I really like that. It's like such a beautiful analogy because like, I, I'm, I'm very sure that with a lot of people, um, the mind, the, the knife of the mind controls them their their reality also a lot of people think the mind is only one thing and we we categorize a very complex brain as one thing we we take memory we categorize it with the mind we take intellect we throw it in with the mind we take imagination we throw it in with the mind and it's a combination of slicing it into many different parts because the intellect is acting differently than the memory but then the memory is also being balanced with the imagination and the intellect all working together in a trifecta of confusing the shit out of you <laughs> and you're living your life through that veil and confusion 
completely delusional to reality because you've only seen imagination, memory, and the intellect. Now, if you don't have or haven't experienced life outside of the intellect or outside of the memory or outside of your imagination, you are not going to be able to know when something is imagination and a meditation, is something just a memory and meditation? Is this the intellect that's slicing things open that doesn't need to? The intellect is only there to dissect things. If you only use the intellect in your relationships, you're dissecting every single person that you ever meet, every relationship, you'll find something wrong in every single relationship and every single encounter and every single thing. The intellect is meant to pull things apart figure out problems. That's its job. And if you're going into relationships that way and you're intellectualizing emotions, now you're breaking down emotions and cutting those open too. Now an emotion can't, it was funny. I heard someone say, you need to, you're, you're, you're feeling your feelings. No, you're just feeling. You're just feeling. You're creating a distance from the experience of feelings when you're saying you're feeling your feelings. No, you're just feeling. feeling. Yeah, exactly. What people do is they're analyzing their feelings instead of just being with them. It's just a feeling. It's just sitting there. And it, it's so, I wish we had a different language to be able to communicate. Yeah. I, I, there has to be another, I have to learn a new language. I have to learn a new language that, that articulates this in the best way. This, this entire thing. You probably will need to learn Arabic. They have way more words for the same things like we do. Like in Arabic, you have like 115 words for the word love. It's amazing. It's the most poetic language wow. ever, but it's very complicated to learn. <laughs> mm. But it's like those old languages, like they have more words for the same thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like they're more, they're more detailed. They're more like... Um, they have a higher type of um, discernment on on the on set on on details. It's I love it. It's like very important. To, it's more of a patient way of speaking. It's a more patient way of speaking, and you know all the big teachings. Like, let's not forget, like all the big prophets, except of a Buddha are coming from there. <laughs> they all spoke Arabic. Mm. I mean, all of Asia. <laughs> Asia, like in Asia, there are many different languages, but like all of Sa like the, the, the Middle East is huge. And like there's Persian and there's Arabic and there are a ton of different dialects, but this, this high Arabic has such a profound richness to its language, like all the big, big, the old um, poets, like Arabic poetry, like if you ever have time to get into that, that's like, pff, that's bomb. Like, very, very profound. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there should be like, maybe we have to also invent a different, different wordings for different things. You know, I think with this, with this whole elevation of, of, um, of, of, of coming into this Aquarian age, we will, because back in the days in the Piscean age, there was like, knowledge was the most important thing. Like knowledge was like very rarely 
there. Like you needed to have a teacher and you needed to have, like this teacher could only teach you the thing that he got taught. And like, you know, you, you were like, the people that went to university were the ones holding the power. People that were like, um, could read and, and, and write were holding the power. Like that's only 200 years ago. Let's be very clear on that. Like the, the, evolution of of this um aquarian age what it brought was that knowledge is accessible for everyone more or less let's keep it that way there's still parts on this planet where it is not the case which is like crazy but and but in general like for our hemispheres at least knowledge is there like in like huge huge amounts so the, the new aquarian age what, what it will be about is about sensitivity how sensitive are you in your auric field? How sensitive are you with different truths? How, Dennis and I, we often have the case that we do not agree on certain things. And that's fine. And that's a, deep, that's a deeply, deeply respective way of treating each other because you have your reality, someone else has his reality and there's not better or worse. Like whatever, this is like the, my good my teacher Guru Jagat used to say it's it's like the darkest thing that we cannot even like if someone believes in aliens and they say they're channeling gray matter aliens I don't know anything um, and this person does that it's it's his or her calling why would you speak bad about them like uh, cool for you good for you i love to hear like tell me everything i want to know how they talk to you and like do i believe in aliens it's not even it doesn't even matter um this, there's this one guy on gaia i think he says he knows all the past he's like in ancient egypt and he knows all the stories of um atlantis and like all those spiritual concepts do I do I believe the same? Do I have to? No, I don't have to. I think it's very interesting what he says. And maybe some of the words he says activates a portal within me. And like, let's be more open to different realities. Because different everything has, yes, everything has its, its absolute valid, um, valid, <laughs> you call it? It's valid. Truth. 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 Yes. Yeah. You know, there's so many dimensions to so much to each situation to each. Everything. It, I, I I remember. Uh, I'm I'm glad that you brought that up because I told myself uh, it was probably a year ago now. I never want to be in a room where everyone agrees with me. That's the, that's the worst. Imagine. That means there's no openness to explaining new perceptions and ideas. Yes. And there's no inspiration. Like, I don't know about you, but I get so deeply inspired when I talk to someone that believes deeply in something that they know. Like, 
I, I'm a very big nerd. So I'm a nerd when it comes to spiritual growth and healing and all of that. And I love to talk to nerds. And if you were a nerd in astrology, like, do I know if like all you're telling me about planets and asteroids is true? I don't know because I, I'm not a planet. Like, I don't know how it is to be a planet. You know, like in essence I am, but you know what I mean? I don't know. And or like I love to talk to people from different religions, which are very religious. I love that because they tell me something about their perception of life, which is like very nurturing for them. So good for you. You're having something you love. Good for you. You found your niche where you where you love to be in like. What, who am I to tell you that it's not the right thing or that, that this is not the truth or like, and this is the same with um, this, this whole um, discussion that we're currently having on the planet. Like, do you, like whatever is good for you, you do you and do your best. And what I love about this whole, also this whole yoga thing is what it helps me with is it teaches my auric field to be more sensitive it teaches my intelligence to be even more like have a higher intelligence and not the intelligence that you can measure in the, those iq tests or the emotional intelligence tests the intelligence that lets me perceive different realities and have a have angles of reality like when someone is telling me let's let's stay in the middle east i have a, a, a very dear friend um in the middle east uh, and she's living there she's having a daughter and a husband and she's living this very very classical um muslim life and she's praying five times a day and she's teaching me she taught me all those things in the culture and also from her religion, she, she, we spoke a lot and I love to understand things. So her reality is so beautiful to me. And I know I had incarnations over incarnations where I lived in the same reality. And she's teaching me all those things in like, and who are we to, to say what's wrong and right? Like how functional are our societies to, to blame other people like, or to blame people from India or from China, or from the Middle East, from anywhere, from Mexico, from, I don't know where you're going, black and white, like, who are you? Like, and for me, having the intelligence and having the stamina in your body, having a nervous system, which allows you to, to let everyone have its own reality and to, to listen and to create space where everything is possible. I think this is a goal for the Aquarian age that we all should have. And that's why it's so important, you know, being able to differentiate between memory, imagination and the intellect. Yeah. Because then you know your truth. You you know what's true to you. You know that. And uh, then you don't have to live in confusion about it. Yeah. And you don't have to hold on to it. Because mm -hmm. you, you, don't have, you don't hold it as your identity. As long as you're holding a religion as your identity. I mean, how open can you even be? As long as you're holding 
um, I don't know, anything. Uh, let's say in one country, there is the rule that, um, I don't know, you're, uh, let's take Switzerland. Here there is the rule, you're only allowed to listen to music until 10 p.m. at night. And after that, it needs to be very quiet in the whole country. So there's no one with loud music driving around and there's, there's no fun. I mean, it's mm. very quiet. So go to Brazil and tell them not to make a sound after 10 p.m. I mean, that's ridiculous. And who, who are we to think that because something works for one place, it has to work for another place. Or some rule has to work for one life, it has to work for every life. Like, who are you? Like, the prophet? Like, why would you even say that? And having, but having the, the capacity to allow even that, like speaking to someone that thinks, I don't know, to very, uh, Jews are very beautiful in that. They're like, uh, we are the superior uh, race, religion or race. I don't even know. Probably religion. Um, they, so Jew, Jewism is very superior to any other religion because it's the oldest one. That's, I think, this approximately what they say. I mean, if you grew up in there, and this is the truth for your whole life, I mean, then it's true. And I think it's so interesting to see that. Like, imagine an incarnation when you're incarnating into a country, into a religion, and you think you're, because of your religion, you're superior to everyone else. How interesting is that, no? Oh, they don't make it true, though. <laughs> no, but it's very they may believe it. They don't make it true. That's delusion. <laughs> yes, it is. But it's very interesting that they have this this truth. And I mean, you know, having this truth, what it does, it attracts certain kind of opportunities and problems as well. Like, Major. yeah. And I mean, good for you if you chose an incarnation there. Like, I chose an incarnation in one of the richest countries in, in, on the world, in the world. But it's also the country with the highest suicide rate in the world. Let's be very clear on that one. Uh, like there's everything here. You can like, you, there's, not, there's, there's not even homeless people here in Switzerland. We have no homeless people. It's just not existing. Like there's some drug, drug addicts, but they always get them inside and give them housing and everything. So there's, there's richness, like you cannot fall through the mashes and end up like on the street. And even though that is the case, people are very unfree. They're not like what I do, like creating my own company and trying to build a, a, something new for them. That's crazy. You know, so I, I really love different perceptions of different realities and traveling and talking to people of other religion, other ethnicities, other um, countries, other cultures. Oh, I love culture so mm -hmm. much. Also understanding that certain teachers teach through the veil of their culture as well. Uh, every teacher teaches through the veil mm -hmm. of their culture. There's so not one who doesn't. One teacher will speak through one way, and be, this, a certain teacher could be saying something that's the exact same, but it's just differently cultural. 
So it'll be understood differently. And it's beautiful when you start paying attention to the different cultures, because the one teacher you were paying attention to may have had many points that you're like, wow. And then you go to, you see the other teacher and then there's points within that that didn't make sense in here. And they connect and resonate deeper from that culture. Yes. And that's so cool. That's why I love, for example, and the whole South America has a lot of shamanism, a lot of Mayan culture. Mm. And I think it's really, really interesting because it speaks to a lot of people here in Europe. And then the Indian culture speaks to a lot of people and like all those different, those teachings coming from those very, the Tibetan uh, culture speaks to a lot of different people. The Chinese traditional medicine culture speaks to a shit ton of people as well, because it's Mm. really good. And, but nothing is the truth. It's just a different perception of reality. And it's all saying the same, pointing to the same thing. Same. All, all big religions as well. Christianism, mm-hmm. Judaism, Buddhism, Islam, like name it. All the same rules, like be a, be a nice person. Don't hurt anyone else. Like it's all the same rules. Like. It's the same. And then there's the underlying truth of making you point back. Yes. Always. Right? That's always there. Always. Through all of them. Through all of them. All big teachings, all big religions, in essence, what they say is you are God. Or part of God, at least. And people get tripped up because they start thinking of the concept of God. Yes. They are. It's all a concept. Once you get past the concepts and the concept of concept, then you actually start experiencing reality. If you can sit with no thought, I'll say for five minutes, just no thoughts. So that is allowing the space of just pure awareness and perceiving. Then you'll kind of understand what it is that I'm speaking about. Just five minutes. So all you, all you need, five minutes. And then you'll be that's, like, oh, that's a drug. I, don't listen to him. Don't try it when you're in the beginning of your... It's the most difficult thing. Sitting with no thoughts is the masterpiece of masterpiece of meditation. <laughs> don't, please, don't start with that. Start with breathe in, t- count to 10, breathe out, count to 10, breathe in. Oh, yeah, and also paying attention to... Uh, bringing your full attention to your hands for feeling the inner energy within your hands yes and see if you can notice and be aware that your thoughts aren't going as fast <laughs> yes so i think like going thoughtless is like it's the master of the zen meditations and it's this like you know, it, it's not for everyone in the beginning, especially not in the beginning. I think people no. start to meditate and then they're like, I can't, I cannot do that because I, I always have those thoughts and then they're giving up. I, I heard, I heard a lot of people said, yeah, I tried meditation, but I can't do it. I, I started being able to meditate once I stopped doing it for ulterior motives to stop trying to improve myself because of it. Yeah. I stopped looking for things that I was trying to gain. And then I started seeing all the things that I was losing. 
That's the big thing. Yeah. If you go into it, go, okay, I'm going to stop all my thoughts. No, that's not the goal either. You can be zenned out and still have a thought or two. You can still think, but you're thinking clearly. That's the thing. You're not thinking clearly. You can think with your body as well. It's not only have to be up here. You can think with your body. That's the best way to think is with the body. Yeah. There's so many channels within the body. And I, I, did, I used to do this meditation with, with a bunch of people um, where uh, we're, we're getting rid of, like people wear their identities like, like beautiful winter coats like capes they're like oh i'm a woman a cape i am swiss a cape i am uh, uh having curly hair a cape i am this i am that i am this and so like people walk around with a shit ton of clothing energetic identification clothing which they don't need so one beautiful meditation is like getting rid of your identifications. Like like when you're not even masculine or feminine anymore, when you're like get rid of all those identifications, that's a very beautiful way to to meditate as well. Oh yeah, I mean that's the way to get into meditation. Yeah. Can we med the well the meditative state. We'll say that. Yeah. Beautiful. I think that's it. I, th I think we had a great podcast. What do you say? I think so too. I, I think I think the listeners were amazing. Yes, you do amazing. You were so silent. <laughs> <laughs> I love your silence. <laughs> oh, that's very funny. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Are we coming back next week or in January? I don't know um let's see maybe we'll cut we'll, we'll take a take a week off and yeah, come back and yeah we're back in january you guys we'll see you in 2022 oh my god yes it's a six year i have a lot of to say about that as well <laughs> you know it maybe we'll talk about it before but february 22nd 2022 yeah I think it's going to be weird. That's a lot of twos. No, I think it's going to be amazing. <laughs> well, we'll talk about it in January. All right, beautiful people. We love you. Make sure you check out my.le.vision subscription-based. Get your yoga, get your breath work, get your great, beautiful meditations from the great, beautiful teachers. Also, if you're looking for some magazine work, you like to read, you like to scroll on your phone and read magazines when you're on the train, when you're not when you're driving, don't do that. But if you're at the playground with your children and you want to read up on some beautiful spiritual information, make sure to check out Ellie.Vision and uh, yeah, check out the weekly tarot as well. Yeah. I wish you Merry Christmas for those of you that are celebrating Christmas. Yes. And, but for sure, a very, very um, happy uh, change of years, which will be amazing. We're going to yes. have some new energy. Um, and um, yeah, enjoy it. Happy holidays. Bye. Mwah. Lovely having you with us at Alley Talks. 
Would you like to know more about empowered spirituality, whether in business or for your personal life? Then visit us at ali.vision or write us an email at contact at ali.vision.